Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. My name is Laura Ciceri and I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights. And today I have the wonderful opportunity to interview Annette Clayton, who is the CEO and president of Schneider Electric. I have a lot of respect for Schneider Electric and a lot of respect for Annette. So Annette, thanks for joining the show today. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be with you. So, Annette, this whole series is designed to help supply chain leaders of the future, those that are coming into the supply chain domain, to think about their careers. And what I ask people to do is walk through your career and talk how you made decisions. And as you look back, what you would have told a younger Annette or someone entering the workplace. Thanks, Laura. I mean, when I when I go to the very root of it for me, I mean, I'm I'm really a farm girl. I grew up on a farm and, you know, we did everything ourselves, fixed everything ourselves. And I actually paid for college just by repairing and repainting old pickup trucks with my dad and taking things apart and putting them back together. And I guess that led to engineering roots. I, you know, I started my career with General Motors in the factories, learning lean manufacturing, the Toyota production system that General Motors at the time was really focused on. I went to Dell, and I think, Laura, that's where I met you, where I really mastered planning and, and procurement. And then Snyder has really been a study in, you know, global and really competing in completely different ways and operating in 65 countries around the world and more than 200 factories. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I would tell my younger self is, you know, walk through those doors of opportunity when they happen. I think especially sometimes women in the supply chain, they're looking to be completely qualified for every role before they take it. And when I look at my own career, I mean, there were a number of roles there where, I have to tell you, I felt like I was faking it before I was making it and really learning on the fly because it's very hard. Supply chain is a broad topic and it's very hard to be an expert in everything. And you do need to learn along the way. So, again, I would just encourage people to walk through those doors of opportunity. Walk through the doors before you may be ready and don't second guess yourself, right? You know, sometimes I see women trying to have perfection in a skill before they'll raise their hand. So, I think. That's wonderful advice. And then, you know, learning about how things work. Um, now, when I watch you with your teams, Annette, you've been masterful, I think, in defining a supply chain strategy and leading a team for change. Can you tell me a little bit about the skills required that you had to develop to do that? Laura, I believe that everybody needs a management process. And, you know, mine is policy deployment and there are many. So I'm not selling policy deployment shares. But I but what I am saying is that you need a management process that has you working on the tactical and the day to day execution, but also has you equally working on transformation. And as leaders, you know, that's one of our most important points. You know, we, we get the right people on the team and we define the right North Star. And I use a process called Hoshin. It's it's strategy on a page. It's the North Star. It's all the things that we're trying to get done. And one of the things I've realized in, in my career in supply chain is what I used to kind of define as a three-year plan is no longer relevant. Things are changing so fast in supply chain now that, you know, I actually believe that you have to have an annualized plan because 
there are there are things happening in our world that are really changing how you look at supply chain. I mean, we take you know the fourth industrial revolution, for example, advanced robotics, three D printing, you know, machine learning, the Internet of Things. These are these are all accelerating, and I think in a in a COVID world, the the topic of sustainability is also accelerating for supply chains. And this is all happening while we're seeing more and more black swan events that are impacting our supply chain. So I I, I believe in in really you know, leveraging the team to create this North Star based on what's actually happening in the macroeconomics around us. Now, your North Star has been one of the clearest that I've seen. And uh, I think your ability to manage the team has been one of the best that I've seen. Uh, what have you learned about yourself through that whole journey? It's it's interesting, but I've learned that that I'm a better conductor than I am, you know, a creator of solutions. And that, you know, we've always talked about getting the right people on the bus. And sometimes getting the right people on the bus is really getting people that are better at solving problems than you are, getting people that are ready to take the next roles and and frankly, in the digital age, getting people who are who aren't actually burdened with the history in the past and have a new lens on the same old topics. And, you know, that's really what I've you know, what I've taken away from from all of that myself is that I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to have a team that can work together to get all those answers. And I believe in the concept of high performing teams and I, and I believe that it's a science high performing teams having collective accountability, having a true North Star, you know, having ways that that measure and celebrate success, spending time together and developing high levels of trust. I think this is what creates high performing teams. Now, what are the elements of a conductor or a successful conductor? I like that imagery. What makes you good at it? I think I'm a good listener, Laura. I listen to what's on people's minds. I I take the the concerns, I create psychological safety for them to really um, communicate the things that are worrying them, the things that are on their mind, and frankly, to let the team know they're not alone, that together, and, and, you know, I know it maybe sounds a little corny, but it's quite true that together we're much more powerful and we're, we're, we're much more capable uh, together than we are as individuals. Well, Annette, people all around the world will listen to this podcast. So we'll have people in schools that are working on supply chain degrees or people that are just entering the workforce. What one piece of advice would you have for people that are new into the career or people that are aspiring to be the next Annette Clayton? You know, I think about this role of chief supply chain officer and all the things that led up to it in my own career And I look at the great examples we have in our industry of supply chain professional turned business professional running companies. You know, my my former colleagues, Mary Barra of GM, uh, Denise Johnson of Caterpillar, uh, Patty Poppy, who was just recently named the uh, CEO of PG&E, Beth Ford at Land Lakes. I mean, there's great, you know, myself, there's just great examples of of supply chain professionals becoming you know top executives in the company and i think we should remember that supply chain is a great place to learn it's a great place to learn the skills of the business but maybe just as importantly learning leadership in supply chain roles you have great opportunity to really 
hone in your leadership skills, which regardless of the role are so critically important. Absolutely. And I think it's become a more pivotal and important position over the last three decades. Your perspective? It's really true. If you think about what we've all been working on in the last, especially two decades, but we could say three, is really driving you know, more efficiency and driving out waste in our supply chains. And frankly, they're quite efficient. And in many cases, they're so efficient that these events, these black swan events that are happening to us now are really disrupting our supply chains. I think about, you know, in the 1980s, you know, for example, there were 200 global climate events, you know, that impacted the supply chain. I think if we look at this past decade, there's more than 800 per year now happening. So that's a fourfold increase in things that can disrupt your supply chain. So I'm really of the mindset that business resiliency now has to take the forefront as we face a decade of more disruption to our supply chain. So how long uh, can your supply chain survive an incident? And then how long does it take to recover? And how much revenue risk are you willing to, um, to actually have happen to the company? And so supply chain professionals being more and more connected to the business, more and more understanding of the revenue impact of the decisions they make, I think is critical. So I see the supply chain is a critical C-suite role that more and more CEOs are pulling to the very forefront of their business decisions. So I, I really believe it's the decade of the supply chain professional. Well, and as you think about that decade of the supply chain professional, any skills or things that people should focus on to, you know, get ready for this next decade? Well, Laura, you and I have many times uh, talked about planning, and obviously planning is one of the, the foundations. And if you can be a world-class planner, you're actually creating the best nervous system you can for your company. But I would also contend that looking around the corner and seeing what could happen and what may happen and getting better at predicting, in some cases, what we would traditionally think about as the unpredictable and just really having a plan for every part, understanding and modeling your uh, your supply chain flow, whether it's in the group, inside the group, outside the group, the raw materials. And again, calculating that time to survive and that time to cover, recover so that you can get a plan for you know, your highest revenue impacting uh, assets and so that you can protect uh, the, the the company. I think you become the best friend of the CFO and certainly of the CEO and the shareholders if you can do that. And, and that's not saying everything, you know, our primary responsibility, which is deliver on the promise that we made to our customers. Yeah, and that's just not using planning software well. I think that's a whole aptitude about taking the knowledge of the business and thinking about the what if and driving it home. And, you know, that's so important. Well, Annette, you've been great on the show. Is there any one piece of wisdom or anything you'd like to say to close the uh, discussion today? I think, you know, really keeping in mind that, you know, supply chain is fraught with opportunity to be disrupted. And, you know, what I've seen and what I've talked to so many of 
the supply chain team members about right now is resiliency. I mean, COVID has created a, a really challenging year for everyone. There's so many uh, issues uh, at play, and it seems like many of the supply chain professionals have gone from one crisis to the next. So my best advice is really, you know, what I talked about earlier, which is a management process that allows you to actually work on the tactical and the crises that's in your hand today, but also work on those transformations that, you know, help your life uh, uh, and, and the company's performance tomorrow and really dividing your time between what I call mode two, uh, transform the business and mode one, run the business and really making sure you're spending time on both. Well, thank you so much. This is Street Talk with Supply Chain Insights, talking to Annette Clayton today. Annette is one of the people that I admire in the supply chain. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Laura, and thanks for your leadership and impact on on supply chain leaders, both uh, both now and, and in the future. All the best. Mm-hmm.